<laughs> All right, welcome to the live stream, everyone. Um, as you can see, uh, Dan is in his, Dan has just so many properties. This is his, how much was this, Dan, this view? Oh, this is, I think this one, well, I bought, see, over to here, I own all that. So it was, it was like 1.1 <laughs> 1. 1 billion. Uh, but, oh, who, oh who we're, Who's we're in the, we're in the billions I have, now, I forgot. Dude, I, have, I have my own cattle and everything, I feed myself, so, okay. <laughs> Between like the Manhattan penthouse and the like Tokyo, uh, a nice, beautiful apartment. Um, let's see what we have in here. Uh, Santa, Ray, Bobby, Bo, Robin, Jose. Um, welcome. Um, so this is what we do uh, every single week. Yes. Hello, Robin. Everybody oh, yeah, we gotta say, Everyone's got to say, hey, Robin. We got to fill the chat with, hey, Robins uh, in there. Hey, hey Robin. Um, Everybody, hey, Robin. <laughs> it's not Can an AI. Dan's background is not AI. It's absolutely real. Those cows are, he's going to go tip them at some point. Um, if we get enough Hey Robins in the chat. Uh, so we do these every week. And what we'll do is spend the next hour um, just going through your home buying questions. Uh, because you're likely in that spot where you maybe have questions about how do I get a mortgage? Or uh, is this thing that's happening to me during the process weird? And what kind of help can I get with it? Um, so that's what we're going to do here. Uh, my name is Kyle. Um, so I have uh, this channel, Win the House You Love. And then uh, this is Dan Frio as well with the rate update. And we work together. Uh, so we're federally licensed loan officers. We work in all 50 states. Um, we have a team of loan officers who can help you get approved for a mortgage and answer your questions more in depth than we can on a live stream uh, up here uh, at winthehouseyoulove.com. Um, so cool. Feel free to leave your questions here in the chat um, and we're gonna go through those. But Dan, do you wanna uh, update us on just what's been happening with uh, the market, interest rates, sure. are banks collapsing, and is oh, everything no, no. falling apart? <laughs> so if you guys, hopefully you guys check out my channel, and some of you guys might be from here, and or you check out my three o'clock live. What I do is I try to do a video every morning to give you guys the economics behind things, because Kyle, and we have another uh, YouTuber th that joined our team, Nicole Nark, I, I let them do their thing with the, the explaining the guidelines and all that stuff. But I like to just, I like economics. So I, I go with a morning video every day and I tell you what's going on with the markets, the stock market and all that. Then I come back at three o'clock each day and answer those questions because here's my whole, I guess this is my new pitch line now. The schools are failing us. Okay, what I mean by that is my kids went off to college and I, I've been in the mortgage business for 30 something years. And it was, it was kind of embarrassing when my kids, you know, they, they didn't even know how to balance a checkbook. And I'm like, wait a second, what are you taught in school? So I'm taking it upon myself. So what I do is I go over all the, you know, economics, what's happening and so forth. So this week and last week, all the news was inundated with these bank, the banks collapsing. Guys, let me just make it clear. There's a lot of, there's a ton of hype behind this because the, the media needs your attention. Okay, but, so this isn't systemic, meaning it's not gonna run rampant throughout the whole industry. Federal Reserve came in and opened up what they call their window. They're solving all those problems. So, it, you know, that's all in the past. The nice thing is for the past two or three days since we've had no news about bank failures and so forth, everything is stagnant. So rates aren't really moving, bond yields aren't moving, the stock market's moving a little bit up and down real nice. But other than that, you know, I like stability and I'm sure you guys would too, because it's like, you know, one day last year rates were at 299 and then six months later, they're seven. It's a hard market to go through and I understand what you guys are going through. So the market should be settling down. 
Dow Jones is good. Earnings are going to start coming in. Uh, but, you know, rates are they were all over the map. And but now that this bank uh, thing and there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out on this in the next uh, couple weeks, if not months, that it's either going to get shoved under the carpet or there's going to be a lot of heads rolling. I'm not going to reveal that now because check out my channel because I can give you all that information on that one. But Kyle and I work together. We're not competing channels or anything. I'm not his guest. We are co-workers and this is what we do for a living. Uh, did I ever tell you the time I was on Javier Vidania's stream and he just labeled me as a guest and didn't know it and it was, uh, turned into a whole thing. Oh, it, was like, it was just like a passive aggressive, like guest, <laughs> like, wait, okay. You can at least say <laughs> like my first name or something. Um, cool. Well, we already have some questions coming in. So, uh, you want to go ahead and get started on that. And then what we'll do, we'll maybe answer questions for the next couple minutes. And then I want to touch <laughs> Cassandra said, I thought you all were father, son. Um, well, you think with how much we call each other, that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, and then we'll get into this new, uh, down payment assistance program that has come out. Um, so it offers up to 20% down payment assistance. It's a really cool program. So we'll explain a little bit more about that. Um, but let's jump into, uh, some questions here. Um, let's see. So Kat, you want to throw up some, uh, some questions whenever you see them coming in? Um, oh, it's not showing. That's fun. Could you uh, maybe resend me a link and then I'll get that updated. And in the meantime, let me go ahead and answer Jose's question. Um, so he said, uh, do banks require you to have a certain amount in savings uh, or checking accounts? Dan, you want to take that? So, well, it depends on what kind of transaction you're doing. Some loans might require it. Uh, it's called reserves. So basically what we, we talk about is you're going to need X amount for your down payment. So that's going to get swiped away. So the reserves are, are basically what's left over at that point. If you're buying a multi-unit or investment property, they're going to want reserves. Um, if you're doing a jumbo loan, they're going to want reserves. FHA is not going to want reserves. Uh, conventionals for first-time home buyers and, and you know, the, the 3 or 5% down programs are not going to require reserves. Uh, you're going to need reserves though if you're buying a duplex. Even if you're living in it, you have a two or three or four unit that you're buying that you're going to move into it, you're going to need some reserves. Uh, but FHA also does not require reserves. So it depends on the product. Um, but most cases, if you're buying your first house, it's a single family home, you're not going to need any reserves. Sweet. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Nestor said, I have a bad credit and will be a first time home buyer. Um, do you want to address that? And then I'm going to work on getting these comments that sure. are back up on the screen here. So let's just go through the one of the biggest, I guess, questions or conflicts we have with a lot of borrowers is I heard one of the sales guys today, if you're working with Dave, he's he's on our team. He was going back and forth with a, with a young man. And I, I so let me just disclose kind of the credit and credit scores and things like that. You might think your credit's bad, but when we get it, it might not be bad. You might think your credit's bad. And when we get it, it's absolutely terrible. Okay, so, but what I, what I want you to understand is you have probably 50 different credit scores. So many times, it, it's very unlikely that the credit score that you're showing that you have is gonna match ours. I, it's all, I won't say it's impossible, but it's almost probably mathematically impossible. Uh, so the best thing I would want to, you know, you should do is, I use a system called uh, Smart Credit. And Kyle might have that link down below. It's a system I use, that's why we promote it. And it key, it's like my DIY, it does everything for me. I can track my credit scores. Um, there's what if simulators on there. And here's what I mean by that. Let's say your credit scores are, are 560. 
and you want to get a 580 credit score because 580 will get you into an FHA loan with three and a half percent down. The what if simulator says, okay, I have 3000 bucks I can spend to fix my credit. What if I did this? And you could start manipulating. It'll even tell you, it'll say you're, you have a Discover card, a Capital One card, and these two other accounts. Pay this one down $300, pay this one down 400, pay this one down 50, and pay that one down 75, and you'll pick up 50 points. Do exactly what it tells you, and you'll pick up those points. If you need to do credit, um, you know, you need to send out dispute letters, you could do it internally there. You want to try to do, you know, uh, have the system work and help you do a settlement for release and things like that. There's a ton of stuff you can do with it. It's called Smart Credit. It should be in the link down below. If it's not, check out my channel, uh, The Rate Update, and it's down below in those links for sure because I, I personally use it. Sweet. Uh, Freedom Girl said, do you guys have a busy season? Um, I feel like anytime the housing market picks up, it definitely gets a little <laughs> bit busier, uh, yeah. which usually is sometime around the spring. But also, um, I feel like with YouTube, it has not slow down at all <laughs> it just no. feels like it's a like constant uh flow of people who have questions or are looking for help um uh, andrew you, said if you don't mind us asking what, what do you what do you do for a living because you're on here and that's fantastic i'm just interested what do you do for a living that you're on here so much so that's a freedom just, girl if you want to answer that be more than welcome to but you don't have to um, Andrew said, I'm looking to purchase early next year and currently have a day job making 120,000, uh, and a 1099 making 50,000. I'll have the 1099 for two years in February. Would I be able to get pre-approved, uh, using both incomes combined? Um, so 1099 for two years in February. Uh, yeah. So when you have 1099 income, we'll need a two year history and we'll basically average that over two years to be able to use it alongside um, your, I'm assuming the 120,000 is a W-2 income. Um, so you'll be able to use both of those with that two year history, uh, no problem at all. Um, Bobby Bo said, uh, pay your credit on time payments and credit card usage plays a big part on your credit report. Uh, yep, that's a pretty good yeah. summary. Uh, Santa said, I only have student loans on my credit, no revolving credit. If I were to pay off my student loans, what effect, if any, would it have on interest rates? Um, I don't plan on opening any credit afterwards. You want to take that? Sure. I, unless you have to pay off those student loan debts, I, I wouldn't. Because what's going to happen is you're going to pay those off and they're done, they're closed. Okay, so in most cases, the lender wants to see... Mm -hmm. So you might, you might have produced a credit score and so forth, but this credit score to be valid, you have to have X amount of lines open, X amount of uh, accounts paid on time and so forth. So I would be reluctant to pay all of them off. If you have the money, God bless you, hope, hope you can do that. But I would, I would at least keep one open uh, just for the time being. You can pay off the other ones if, if you'd like um, and just keep that for now. And it's, you know, you might postpone this a month or two or three. So I don't think it's, you're going to pay tons of interest by, by holding that off. But that's what I would suggest. Leave something open. Um, what you might want to do is go ahead and apply for a credit card. And depending on how your credit is, that's another reason why you might want to use that smart credit system. Go in there and see what, what credit card you would be most approved for and get it. Even if it's a secured card where you have to put you know 100 or 200 bucks in there, they'll give you a card and you can use, utilize it from there. It won't hurt you. Okay, it won't hurt you. But just don't get that card and max it out you know, the first week that you get it and, and pay it all, you know, if you have a $500 credit line, don't go out and spend 500 bucks because then your utilization rate gets bad 
and your credit scores might not be as well. But that, that would be my suggestion. Just get a, get another credit card through the smart uh, credit system and then just you know buy gas and then pay it off for the next few months. And you'd be surprised at how quickly your credit will build. Um, sweet. Uh, let's see. I work uh, two full-time jobs. One started in four months ago. Yeah, I work two full-time jobs. One started four months ago. Combined income of 170000 Can I use both incomes for a loan? Um, can I use school? Let me start with that first one. So to be able to use two jobs, you need a history of working two jobs for two years. Um, so unfortunately you won't be able to use that new, uh, income because it started four months ago, but you'll be able to use your primary, uh, job income. Um, and then you said, can I use school history in my last FTE as having history of working two jobs? Um, no, the school history and, uh, what's FTE? Full-time education, full-time equivalent. Um, unfortunately you can't use that. Uh, you can use like a degree to count towards a two-year history for a primary job, but working two jobs at once, um, unfortunately won't work that way. Uh, let's see why, uh, DeVay said our bridge loans, a good option. I'm looking to sell and purchase a new home. And I'm trying to avoid moving twice, and I'm nervous I won't find my new home before I sell uh, my home. Let me take it. Yeah, go for it. It's a, I mean, it's a great option for you. The tough thing is, is trying to find one that's cheap. Um, if, if you know, I would take one with a, you know, thirty percent interest rate versus paying a ton of points up front. So here's what most lenders look at: How do we make all, you know, how do the banks make money? You know, they they give you a loan. And we, we get our money much cheaper than you get it. You get it. And then we make money on the interest and the spreads and all that other stuff. So if I give you a bridge loan, knowing I'm going to be paid off in three or four months, why would I want to leverage or, or use up my money to give to you if there, I, I have no return on investment? So they're going to charge you probably a bunch of points and things like that to get that money. And, and that's why they do that because, you know, we're all in the business to make money, obviously. And it's, it's, but just, it, it's a great, it's a fantastic thing to do if you can find one that's cheap and doesn't really cost you an arm and a leg to do it. An arm think, and a leg? Um, let's see. I did I got a short sleeve shirt on. I was going to put my arm in and say, <laughs> that was going to be the cost of it, of entry to get it. Uh, Jeff said, um, and Garrett, uh, liked Jeff's question. What are some good ways to make an offer more attractive without increasing the size of the offer? Um, if, sorry, if you can take that, I'm just trying to figure yep. out a little tech <laughs> issue here on the back. No worries. Here's what, here's what I would suggest you do. And we're more than welcome to do this is, when you're when your broker or your realtor makes it puts in the offer, give it, let us know. We'll call the we'll call the selling agent. We'll tell them how good it is. Most of the time, like last year, I'd spend half my day on the phone just you know telling people, yes, we got them pre-approved. Because all the when you put in an offer, the realtors the biggest thing is they're they look at it at their point. They got all these offers. Well, how do you choose? Okay, so to get a strong one, I want to know. I want to know one. This one's closing. You know, that's why they always take cash because if you're, you're buying cash, nothing's going to mess up. Give me two, three weeks. We go, we meet at the courthouse or whatever. I'll pay you cash. When you're getting a mortgage, something can always come up. I mean, even the last day I've had people get fired and we couldn't close on their loan. So to make it look attractive, most of them are wanting conventional financing. They're getting a little bit looser on that. Why? Because FHA appraisals are just a little bit tighter. 
Um, and they, they, a lot of realtors and a lot of sellers think just conventional loans are better people, I guess, or buyers. That, that, that's, that's not true. Um, just having correspondence with us. You know, if you put in an offer, we maybe we give you a letter saying we already got this approved. Instead of just having a blank formatted letter, we'd be more than happy to customize any letter that you want. That's the best way to strengthen your offer. And that's why we offer services like this that are customized. You're not going to a huge company and you're just a number. Like I can, we had three closings today. I can tell you who they were and kind of the nuances of the loans because that's how much we're involved in these loans behind the scenes, believe it or not. Um, Rodney said, do you have uh, special mortgages for law enforcement uh, programs, mm -hmm. et cetera? Mm -hmm. There are basically the be best part of those. It usually comes with a lower down payment, if any, and then you get the lot of costs get waived, but it's normally you, you don't have as much money to, that you need to put down. And many of those programs also eliminate or remove the PMI because when you're buying a property and you don't put 20% down, you have what's called PMI, it's private mortgage insurance. Basically it's insuring the lender in case you were to default, they kind of get made whole. And that's basically it in a nutshell. Well, that could come to, you know, on a decent sized home, you're talking three, four, 500 bucks a month. So if you get into that program and you don't really need as much money down and you don't have PMI, you'll be able to qualify for, you know, that much more of a house because of that. So, but fantastic question. Um, let me see what other ones we have in here. Uh, Freedom Girl said, laboratory technician at a chemical plant in the no oil kidding. field. Awesome. Thanks for coming um, in. Uh, let's see what else we have in here. Uh, Rick said, hi, boys. I'm under contract. Uh, new build using a builder's preferred lender on an FHA loan, but I have three collections. Uh, I have a 660, 480. 965 what <laughs> that does not sound right <laughs> it doesn't even go up to 965 uh can i still use an fha loan um i'm getting twenty thousand builder credits you want to take that can you still get the loan if they're using the builder's lender so the first question i was asked if you're using and i'm not trying to be smart if you're using the builder's lender they should be able to tell you that within a matter of you know half hour you put in an application, they run credit. Let me just show you behind the scenes how we all work. It doesn't matter if you go to me, the preferred lender, Rocket Mortgage, Quick, you know, who, all these other places. You put in an application, we run your credit, we analyze that, put, make sure everything's correct, and then we upload it into two, one of two entities, or we do both entities, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Those are the two entities that approve 90% of loans in the country. Well, that's probably coming down because some non-QM programs or a lot of non-QM programs coming in, but that's, that's who we all use. Okay. So if it comes out and it's, it's approved, you're good no matter what. But the one thing you got to watch is some lenders have what's called overlays. So let's say, for example, you got the approval, but an overlay with XYZ bank might be your debt ratio can't be over 50%. Well, you got an approval in your hand and your debt ratios. 55% well, just because it's approved on that piece of paper from Fannie Mae, let's say, they're still not going to do that loan for you. So you need to make sure you find a lender uh, or a broker. We, we would love to help you make sure that we, when we get you approved, that we get you approved where there's no overlays that we're missing or anything else like that, because that can bring you all the way to the almost, you know, two weeks from closing. And then it comes out and says, Oh, this, this isn't approved. You know, we're stuck. So that's what I would highly suggest, you know, working with that, that preferred lender, if that's what you're, who you're using, 
Make sure that they don't have any issues with the with your collections and everything. And if they do, it's a new construction. You'll have time to fix that. So you should be all good. But just co correspond with the the preferred lender and make sure they can they can help you. And if they can't for some reason, let us know. We'd love to help. Um, let's see. Robin said, "Oh, you can't see me." Um, would I have to pay for smart credit and can I get all three scores? Uh, I already paid monthly to Experian to get my three scores and reports. Um, if you pay to Experian, then that works too. Uh, smart credit has, it's like a seven day, $1 trial. Um, if you want to check that out. Um, and CJ Matthew said, hello, if I could prove someone else is making payments on a car, I co-signed Would that help my DTI. Um, so yeah, if they've been paying on that car for 12 months and have not missed any payments, then we can remove that from your debt to income ratio, um, which can help you being able to qualify there. Um, one quick note on this is this is only going to apply to a normal loan and not a lease. Uh, so sometimes that can trip people up a little bit is the lease side of that will not count. Um, let's see, Robin Willis said, I've been pre-approved, not under contract yet, um, but have a possible gift. Hey, the comments work now, there we go. Uh, but have a... Uh, possible gift to help with down payment or closing. How do I season if it's actual cash? Um, in other words, the gifter saves their money under the mattress. So here's here's a way that you can, if you actually get the, the gifter to wire the money to the closing, um, many times you can get around that uh, where you have to source and season it. I would highly get, whoever you're, you have as the lender involved right now, get them involved, make sure that they know what's going on because that could be a major issue. Um, so that's, you know, that that's that's a toughie um, because if you have to source and season it, you don't have the ability to do that. So now what? So you, you cash, I hate to say it, cash in today's world is, it, it can't be documented, so you can't really use it. It's the number one way of laundering money in, actually in the world. So that's why most lenders don't take cash. But I'd be interested if you really get stuck on that one with the, if you're working with a lender now and you need some assistance, please you know, schedule a consultation uh, or you can even give us a call. We, I'd love to talk to you just to you know make sure that you, you're not going down a path to hit a brick wall. Um, okay, George said, hello guys, I'm a travel nurse. I'm planning to purchase my first home in a new state. Um, will I need to find uh, full-time employment in new states in order to qualify and close on a home. You want me to read that you again? Know, yeah, no, I mean, you know a lot about the traveling nurse stuff, right? Uh, yeah, so for a traveling nurse, let me reread this. I'm a travel nurse planning to purchase my first home in a new state. Will I need to find full-time employment in the new state in order to qualify and close on a home? Um, well, it depends. That. Yeah, it depends if you're wanting to continue being a traveling nurse, which it sounds like you're not wanting to continue being a traveling nurse. Um, basically, if you're a traveling nurse, then you're going to need a history of doing that for two years. The guidelines have changed recently. Um, you can't use pre you can't be a nurse for a year and then travel for a year. You have to be traveling for two years to use that income. Um, that's a, a new rule that has recently changed within the past uh, about six months. Um, however, if you're going from traveling nursing to um, what's the opposite, regular standard nursing, uh, then you'll be able to use that income perfectly fine. It's just that the travel aspect of that, um, you do need to have a two-year history to be able to use that income uh, to qualify. Um, 
Cool. Let's see. Uh, Garrett uh, said, if we were able to buy a home with 15% down um, and want the PMI to come off at 20% equity um, and appraisal is required, correct? Uh, is there a risk getting the appraisal and finding out the value has fallen? Uh, if we were buying a home at 15% down, I want the PMI to come off 20% equity. No, you the easy, easiest way to do that is you, even if you get an appraisal, it doesn't mean your bank's going to accept it. So I would call the, the, the your servicer or, or the, your mortgage company where the statements come from. Call the 800 number and just ask them how you get get a PMI review and they'll walk you through that, those parameters. It, it, if it comes in lower, they can't, they can't do it. They can't readjust anything according to that. Um, so you already have the loan, you already have the home. I wouldn't worry about that at all. What you're looking for is if it just appreciates now enough. So basically I understand what you're saying, but no, you're not going to shoot yourself in the foot. You know, if it, it appraises 10 grand less than, you know, it was when you bought it, they're not going to say, well, you owe us 10 grand back. It, that, that's, that's already done. So you can only, you know, basically win on this one um, or, or put. Cool. Um, let's see. Christian Garcia said, I recently went on commission only at my job uh, coming from salary and 50% commission. Um, I'm going to be making more this year. I'm in the fear of lenders taking the average of my previous two years of income. So, uh, oh wait, uh, you have another question, slightly different. So if you went from commission only uh, at your job coming from, or you're going to commission only, coming from salary and 50% commission, unfortunately the two years is going to start new with the now you being at 100% commission. So the two year marker is going to start today and you'll need to wait two years to be able to use that full income. Now that's on a standard loan. Um, we do have options to go with, uh, we have a program through the, uh, what's it called? It's like certified through the treasury department where it kind of works almost like a stated income type of loan that we could explore using that helps in these situations. Um, the interest rate's gonna be a lot higher, but it's gonna allow you to get approved for a mortgage and then you can refinance into a lower interest rate um, when you do have that two year seasoning uh, with your commission. It's possible you might be able to get away with one year of that full commission since you had commission in the beginning, um, but it's going to be uh, tough to have that get uh, to have that done. Um, let's see, Celsius said, I'm getting a uh, new build home that takes six months to finish. Um, can I use a new down payment assistance for it? Uh, they said they will close on escrow before they start the build close on escrow before they start the build and delay payment when the home is built. Um, they'll close escrow before they start the build. So if you're talking about the, the dream for all program, oh no, Dan, Dan disappeared. <laughs> okay, hold on, let me add him back. I there got booted is. out for some reason. Uh, with the dream for all program, um, they're going to have to do like a full appraisal and inspection uh, on the home. So you won't be able to close before the house is built. For that, you're going to need like a true construction loan um, to be able to make that happen. And none of the down payment assistance programs that I'm aware of uh, offer any sort of construction. Are you aware of like any down payment assistance construction loans? Um, that's gonna be a tough one to find. Uh, Ohioan said, do you know any realtors that you would recommend that work in the area uh, just north of Montgomery County? I'm looking for rural, accessible by a tractor trailer. 
um, with enough space to park, I certainly have somebody in mind. Uh, I'll drop my email um, here in the chat and just shoot me an email and I can connect you um, with Tanya. Uh, Jeff said, is there an ideal way to estimate a house's appraised value? Some online calculators show $100,000 to $200,000 uh, differences. Any no, there? I, I don't know how you do it. I, I get the same thing. You know, I look at some of these systems because I this is one of the biggest things I get asked is they're like, you know, how do we know what the house value is? What do you guys use? I use basically the same stuff you guys do. Um, so I even in my home, I, I can check three different websites and yeah, I get it where the variance is, you know, in, in some cases, $100,000, $150,000. And you're sitting there thinking, you know, what is it? So I, I don't have a recommendation for that. I do have a system um, that'll give you a lot of the data, the back data on your home. Uh, so if you want to check out my site, um, you can, you can send up, sign up for one of the newsletters. So just go to the rate update.com or the rate update YouTube channel and down below, there should be a subscribe button. Hit that subscribe. You'll get every periodically, you'll get a, an email out that'll actually give you, you click it, you put in, you know, your, your, uh, address and it gives you everything about the house. I mean, it'll give you the filings of the deeds and all this other stuff and it'll, it will give you a value. It's a pretty cool system. So you would go to the rate update channel uh, and subscribe to the newsletter and you'll, you'll get those probably quarterly. Sweet. All right, let's go through this, um, dream for all program. Uh, so, there's this new down payment assistance program. Uh, it allows 20% down. Let me remove this little top thing. Um, unfortunately, this is only for California. Uh, and even though the video I made said to California, people kept asking like if it worked in their state. <laughs> it's only California at the moment. Um, I It's very unlikely this is going to move to other states unless like independent lawmakers choose to do it in their state. Um, but basically, if you go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash dream, um, what this will do is help you see if you can qualify for the program and then explain it in a little bit more detail so you don't have to figure out all this stuff yourself. Um, and while I'm explaining this, if you have questions not related to this, feel free to leave them in the chat. We're still going to jump back into questions uh, here in just a minute. Um, so the first thing here uh, with the program is there's two big things that you need to qualify or you need to have to be able to qualify for this. Um, one is being a first-time homebuyer, and that's everybody on the loan. So if it's you and a spouse or a partner or whomever, uh, both of you have to be a first-time homebuyer. That means that you haven't been on title to a home in the past three years. Um, you also have to be under an income limit that's set by uh, Cal HFA. And this is different depending on the, uh, the county that you're looking in. So for instance, if we were looking in Alameda, the uh, income limit would be $282,000. And again, that's for everybody on the loan. Um, so for instance, let's say uh, if we're looking in Alameda, let's say our income's closer to, I don't know, 200 maybe um, for, again, this is a household. And this will tell us, uh, you know, if we're not a first time home buyer, we're over the income limit um, if we don't qualify. So what ends up happening uh, is from here we want to take a look at um, what kind of purchase price we're looking at. So Dan, what's a what do you think's a fair range for? You know, when uh, I just talked to somebody Monday, it was a, a young couple out in California, and they were they everything was awesome. And then I'm like, well, what's your problem? They're like, we can't afford a house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, starter homes are six fifty to seven hundred thousand. Oh yeah, put in yeah. seven hundred. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything that I was seeing on like. Um, on Zillow, here let me let me pop up Zillow really quickly and see 
uh, it was discouraging. Some, they're they're like, my credit's I have no debt. I have this. That. I'm like, so what's your problem? They're like, I'm like, well, then I made a comment. Where you, you live in California? And they're like, yep. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. So let's see. This is 830, 1200 square feet. Uh, let's run with this. Let's run 830 and see how that goes. Uh, 830. Oops. I did too much. There we go. All right. So then from there, we'll put in an interest rate. Uh, just as an average, we'll use six and a half percent. So our loan amount would be six eighty six hundred. So this program is going to give us twenty percent of assistance um, for the down payment and or closing costs. So that would put our uh, monthly principal and interest payment around forty three hundred dollars per month. Again, you're still going to have taxes, homeowners insurance, and any HOA fees if that's included in the house that you're buying. This is just the principal and interest payment here. Um, so what we can actually do is decide how much of this program we want to go towards our down payment or closing costs. So for instance, we could do everything going towards a down payment and maybe we come up with closing costs on our own, or maybe we ask the seller for some concessions for closing costs. Probably what's going to be beneficial for most people is bringing this back where maybe 18% goes to the down payment and 2% goes to closing costs. So that would give us $150,000 in assistance for the down payment, $16,000 for our closing costs for a total assistance of uh, $166,000. Um, so then this program is kind of all centered around appreciation. Um, and it's called a shared appreciation loan, meaning that as the house grows in value, uh, Cal HFA is actually going to take a portion of that appreciation when you sell the home, okay? So it's gonna be anywhere from 15 to 20%, and this calculator is gonna do all that math for you. So if we were gonna look at, let's say, a historic uh, average appreciation over the past 50 years of 4%, and how far in the future do you think we should look, Dan? Eight years. Eight years. Okay, so that home uh, over that period of time at 4% growth year over year would grow to uh, just over $1.1 million, okay? So from there, um, you can only refinance once, uh, Cal HFA is going to take 20% of the appreciation when we go to sell this home, right? So the future value in eight years is 1.1 million. We bought it for 830. So we had an appreciation of 305%. Now we don't get to keep all of that, uh, because Cal HFA is going to take 20%, which is $61,000, leaving us with $244,000 in appreciation that we got from this program. Um, so then if we want to actually look at selling, we also have some other costs and things to consider. So when we go to sell the home, let's say in eight years, we need to pay back two things to Cal HFA. Number one is the original amount of assistance, that $166,000. And I feel like I keep seeing people talk about like, they're like, this is free money. Um, <laughs> it's like, not really. Uh, you have to pay it back. And also, instead of there being an interest rate, you're basically paying... 20% of whatever the future appreciation would be. Um, so like for instance, if uh, if it's a 4% appreciation rate, you're paying 20% of that, which is, is that 0.6% appreciation? Is that what I'm, is that right? Am I doing the math right? 4% Wait. times 20%? No, eight, uh, 0.8, that's what it would be. Uh, yeah, 0.8. So you're basically paying an interest rate of 0.8%. Uh, which is extremely low for a down payment assistance program. 
So we have to pay back the original assistance plus uh, a portion of the home's appreciation. Um, and then let's say when we're looking to sell, we also need to pay things like taxes, maybe uh, you know, any transfer fees, title, a real estate agent. If we kept that around 6% as a cost to sell and we look at selling in eight years, um, we could theoretically get a check back at closing for $237,000 from owning this home. So we sold the home for 1.1 million. We still had to pay off our first mortgage of 600,000. We have to pay back the initial assistance we got and the appreciation share and also any cost that we have to sell like a realtor, title fees, taxes, things like that. And we would walk away with $237,000. Uh, so overall, this is a one of the best down payment assistance programs that I've seen, not only that it gives you 20%, but they're also not, you're not, you don't have to make payments on this loan. Um, you're basically storing Cal HFA's money uh, in the equity of your house so that you can benefit from the appreciation. Um, Cal HFA also takes a portion of that appreciation, um, but all other down payment assistance programs require you to make payments usually on the assistance that you they give you, um, or they have uh, interest that gets paid on that down payment assistance as well. And so by having that 20% down, you pay a lot less in interest on your mortgage um, and also your monthly payment is a lot lower than a lot of other down payment assistance programs as well. Um, I would do yeah. this deal. I would take this loan, seriously. You have yep. no money, I would. here's how I would structure it, just, just saying in my point. I would get all the money, pay down, do a 20, 80% loan to value, so put 20% down. You're gonna avoid PMI. PMI, just think on that that kind of loan. What what would the PMI be on on a, what was that a six hundred like sixty thousand dollar loan? Uh, what, do, do, do. My, just I mean, yep. I'm six eighty. Six eighty. Okay, so now you're going to have a reduced payment of six eighty because you don't don't have PMI. Okay, so and this money is virtually given to you. Let's say the house really doesn't appreciate all that much. Well, basically, you used all their money to get in, into a fantastic program. I'll, I'll, the only thing I'm going to say is I hope this, this is around for a long time. There's probably grant money that's going to run out fast. And I, I don't know, guys. This just launched yesterday. But this sounds – you might think the first thing the first thing is everybody's like, uh, you can't get free money or whatever. This deal is fantastic. Unless there's something in here I'm missing. And I we've been – Kyle and I have been digging in on this thing for the last couple weeks. And it's – I don't. I don't really see any any flaws in it. Yes, you have to share your equity with them. But who? What other down payment assistance program is going to give you? How much? How much was that down payment assistance on that loan? Um, that would be dollars down payment assistance loan. If you ever said that, if you ever told me that that it's possible, I'd be like, there is no way in the world it's possible. Who's going to give you that much money, and then hopefully get paid back? You know, maybe twenty years from now. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I and w I think what I would do with a program like this is, you know, I don't live in California. I'm on the complete other side of the of the U.S. is take whatever money that would have been spent towards the down payment and use that to if you have high interest debt, like a credit card, um, get that paid off. Uh, maybe even look at paying off uh, any auto loans that you have um, beyond that. I would look at an emergency fund and then also uh, look at putting money into like retirement accounts or index funds. I think it's going to be a much better use of money. And I, I think what's interesting is when I hear people talk about this program, um, like being bad is they're like, well, they're, I'm not going to be able to take all the appreciation from it. 
Um, it's like, yeah, you only get 80% of the appreciation, but that's way better than not being able to get into any of the appreciation. Because for a lot of people in California and a lot of these really tough markets is they're not able to save at a rate fast enough to be able to purchase a home that's accelerating so fast in its price growth. And so a program like this really is helping people just be able to access own home ownership a lot easier in a crazy competitive market where otherwise they wouldn't have been able to. And so like, you know, if you had a 20% down to put into a program like this, um, like financially, is it better for you to do that versus using their money and having to pay back? Sure. Um, but if you have 20% to put down on a $800,000 house, uh, you're probably not needing the assistance like this. <laughs> this is not for the person who has all this money, uh, who has no issue getting into the California market. It's for somebody who is like, I'm sitting on the sidelines and I can't save fast enough uh, to purchase a home. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Tai Yang said, how soon can you get your house reappraised after closing? Um, if you're trying to remodel the house quick to hit 20% and get rid of PMI, um, it's quick to get hit. Uh, it depends what type of loan you have. Um, so if you have a Fannie Mae loan versus a Freddie Mac loan, they have slightly different requirements. If you Google like First, you need to know what type of loan you have. You can ask your loan officer. Um, you can look up like Fannie Mae remove uh, uh, PMI and it will show you because there's a couple year, like there's a period of two years um, where you may have to get an appraisal and meet 25% uh, equity. There's sometimes you need 20%. It really depends on the loan type um, and then also your situation. And also where did the value come from? Did it come from improvements or was it just the uh, market change? Um, of the home that brought that. Um, ZL said, won't the dream for all program just artificially boost home value so that Cal HFA can swoop in and cash on the appreciation? Bad for affordability. Um, it's very likely that this is going to increase uh, home values. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily artificially because it is true demand and it's, it is real money that's getting pushed into it. Um, and the program, just like when it was released before, all of the profits from the program get pushed back into the program. Um, so that's a lot of why like this program exists now is because it existed before and a lot of the profits from that got pushed into this new program. It's going to be the same for the future as well. Um, so this like Cal HFA isn't like uh, bankrolling. <laughs> um, I mean, to, to add to that though, you're getting a great situation if you're in those areas, you know, you can, piggyback off of this acceleration in, in values, I guess, and you're using house money. It's a bad way to put it. That's what I'm saying. This It's a fantastic deal. You know, you're getting $140,000 to buy a house. It's enough to remove the PMI. So it's going to drop your payments 500 bucks. Otherwise, what it would have been. If you were looking to buy that same house and you didn't have this program and you had to put 3% down, your payment would be, well, we know $600 more because of the PMI. It would probably be another $2,000 more. So you're able to piggyback off of this. I would say ride with it. You know, I hate to say it that way, but you know, it, I guess don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Cause I'm looking at this as like, like I said, if I was buying out there, I would no doubt use their money if I could. <laughs> Michael's saying, so what you're telling me is I bought two months too soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
It's, I, At this you point, know, it's, the 27th is when it launched, and we've been calling banks for the last two weeks to see when they would be, you know, put, because there's only a couple banks in the whole country doing this. We're set up with one of them, and it was, it, they don't even have the guidelines yet. It, it launched yesterday, and they're just sending us, you know, they're trickling all their stuff into us gradually. So we're learning it, and we're having it accessible as, as soon as we can. Okay, Mike, it's like the student loan, to, the the forgiveness plan. I put three kids through school, and it's like I'm not. I don't even know if you have kids in school, so I'm not trying to bash that. But it's like you look back and say, okay, I spent all five hundred grand putting my kids through school, and now you're forgiven half this stuff. It's like, come on, come on, man. Hello, um, Robin. Let's see. This is from uh, your channel. Uh, do you think sellers are back accepting FHA offers? Um, I have both FHA and conventional. Pre-approval, uh, but the FHA offer has better buying power. The FHA has better offer. Well, yeah, for on, your case, yeah. It, 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 they're basically everything's getting accepted right now. To be honest with you, uh, the market is. I mean, there's. It is specific markets, though. You know, that's the tough thing. Is like we just had one of our, you know, one of our business partners sold a property in North Carolina, and he got four. I think it was forty thousand over ask and they had multiple bids and then you go to other areas and people are saying hey my house is and i've got two showings in the last 45 days what's up and i'm like you know so it's you, it, that's where you really have to watch when you're watching a lot of media because they'll pinpoint out like for example i was i was watching a show the other night and they're showing how bad the markets are crashing and they put two cities and those two cities are in in uh, California, and they're the two cities down the most in value in the whole country. You know, but you could pick fifty thousand other cities, and you're okay. So you got to watch with the with the media that you're looking at. Um, let's see. Does uh, Trisha said if I'm on the title and not on the mortgage, would I still be considered a first time home buyer? Um. Unfortunately, you would not be considered a first-time home buyer. A first-time home buyer is anyone who is on title to a home in the past three years. Um, so unfortunately, even if you remove yourself from the title at this point, uh, that now starts the three-year waiting period um, to be able to cla be classified as a first-time home buyer. Um, Trisha, also, you said, how do I know if a condo or house is good uh, to rent versus sell? especially if my partner and I want to move somewhere else after three years living in the home. Uh, so how do I know if a house or condo is good to rent uh, versus sell? I'm just say by, by your financial position, you know, if, if you need the money and you need the money from the sale or just assume that, that, that you don't have a tenant pay for a couple months each year, can you afford it? Um, but then you have this market where you could probably get it sold within a week so it's, it's one of those things, if you can afford it uh, in the event that it's vacant and you don't need the cash from the sale to buy another house and you don't mind being a landlord, you know, to repeat that, you don't mind being a landlord because that is that takes a whole different you know breed of person or, or at least get a management company to handle that for you would be my biggest suggestion. But it's, it's, it's going to be your financial position. Uh, Verbal Assassin said, uh, a lender just reached out to me yesterday about the 20% down payment. I got right on it. She said it will run out though. I'm in California. Um, yeah, it's likely it's only going to, um, be available for probably around, uh, just over 2000 households, um, which is going to go pretty quickly. I imagine, uh, because he also said like, we can't save in California. And that is, that is the thing about this program that I don't think people are realizing is like people trying to just 
experience homeownership in California are drowning. And a program like this is really helpful. Um, and so like, is it going to increase property values? Yeah, probably. But I would rather be on the homeownership side of home values increasing than sitting on the sidelines uh, watching it increase and feel like I can't do anything about it. Um, I hope they do a lot of due diligence on this stuff because you can see how this could be really taken advantage of, you know, by investors. You just get straw buyers and just load up, you know, in areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really, it's going to be interesting to see how much of these get audited. Um, mm -hmm. to see if, uh, if things like that are happening. Um, L Tang said, uh, good evening, Kyle and Jeff. <laughs> this is Dan, uh, not Jeff, but we may call him Jeff. Uh, I may put a little name tag on him for Jeff for the rest of the <laughs> stream. Um, said, uh, if I'm trying to get a mortgage with a cosigner that already owns a home, uh, is their current mortgage payment included when trying to determine or combine DTI? It most certainly is. Um, will be combined there. Um, I live in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, first time home buyer just got pre-approved for 260000 through a bank, 5% down. Uh, okay, is there any assistance program for closing costs? They said no. Um, is there any assistance program for closing costs? Uh, yeah, so we have a program that does assistance for closing costs. Um, another thing you can do for closing costs as well is get a concession from the seller. So this is basically where the seller would give you a portion or percentage of the purchase price towards your closing costs. Um, that's the most common way that people uh, tackle that. Uh, how long is a pre-approval good for? Um, well, a credit report lasts four months. So usually it's about three months of shopping for a home is kind of the maximum. That leaves you with a month to be under contract, meaning you found a house, the seller accepted your offer, and we have a month to close after that. And if you don't close in time, you can never buy a house again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's really the, the only thing. The reason why it expires in four months is your credit report expires at that time. So we would just have to update your information and just issue, you know, a new pre-approval. So don't do yeah. anything crazy during that time when you're while you're shopping for a house. But I was kidding about you'll never get a house. Yeah, it's not. Uh, if a pre-approval expires, it's not the end of the world. It's really not a big problem at all. We'll just refresh it and uh, you'll be good to go. Uh, thanks for the info. Question, before knowing this program, I got a pre-approval um, with that I signed a contract. So some one thing to note too is like, you don't sign a contract with a lender. Um, there's zero obligation to a lender uh, until you sign actual closing documents and purchase the home at the very, very end of the process. Um, so you're allowed to work with any lender. There's no contract legally that you can sign with a lender. The only thing you sign with a lender is an intent to proceed and you can always work with another lender after that. Um, you said, can I apply for Cal HFA? You absolutely can. Um, even if you're working with somebody else, we're doing this program. You can just schedule a call Man, I always get it wrong. Uh, schedule a call up here, uh, when the house you love.com. Um, and we can get you approved for, uh, that program if you would like, um, ZL, would you sell a home with or without carpet? Uh, how do you decide? It depends what kind of buyer you're selling it to. If you're selling it to a buyer who's using something like a government loan, um, that's, uh, it depends on like what's the state of the floor underneath the carpet. If it looks like it's unfinished, uh, the government loan is going to require there to be a floor covering. Uh, conventional cash won't be an issue. 
<laughs> I'm glad you took that one because I it had me baffled. I'm like, well, <laughs> you look pull it up before you, you take it with you. I'm like, probably wouldn't fit your new house, but I don't know. Maybe it's really cool rugs. So good call. It's a it's a sentimental carpet. Um, yeah, and we're Daniel, not will will a pre approval affect my credit? Um, a hard inquiry will affect your credit zero to five points. Um, so yes, but not really. Uh, let's see. Can a buyer use a co-signer that is a homeowner? Um, yes, you absolutely can. CM said in Europe, they always take the parquet wood floor when they move. Is that how you say that parquet? Par parquet. Am I saying that? Am I saying that right? Parquet? <laughs> parquet floors. I think that's how it says parquet. Oh. Par I forget. My wife, if she was here, I could ask her because she'd know. She'd know. We looked at when we first started looking at houses. That was the end thing back in the eighties. Was getting 90s. that flooring. <laughs> parquet. Oh, it's parquet. I'm the uncivilized one here, apparently. Um, What's that butter? It's huh? not butter. It's in that. What's a is that a commercial? It's not butter. It's parquet. What? You're, you're, <laughs> what? Are you talking about the like? Like the, these were the, commercials during the Flintstones. Is it from Margarine? Yeah, it was an old commercial <laughs> back like seventies, and it was it's not butter, it's parquet, and it, they would hold up this butter thing, whatever. Oh you my know, the, gosh! But it was I when Margarine no... first came out. You know, back in the heydays of my young. <laughs> um, Shaba Baba said it's been a while. Hey, uh, where you been? You're back. Look. Um, Wednesday happy hours. <laughs> I uh, said, I'm glad I could catch another live. How soon before someone is ready to buy should they request a no obligation consultation with your team? Anytime. Dan? Truly. There, I, I, I would say anytime. If you're kicking the tires and you just want to, you know, hey, just ask the basic questions that you have. Uh, but here, here's what I'd ask you to do. You know, find out what your credit report is or your credit scores are. You can use any systems you want. But the biggest thing is to do is follow your FICO score, not the free credit scoring systems. So kind of know where your credit scores are. Um, you, you, obviously, you probably most likely know what your income is and how much money you're working with. So that, those are the, just the basics. And then what we do is on the one-on-ones, we kind of do this. We just pick your brain. What, what are you looking to do? Why do you want to do that? Just You're the boss. You tell us. And we just take notes. And then what we do is, okay, we'll just sit tight. Let me, let, let's, you know, figure this out and we get back with you and, you know, put you on a game plan. But again, you're the boss. You're, you're the one deciding when you want to do it, how you want to do it, how much you want to spend. We just help you facilitate that. But I, I would do it be sooner than later because so many people put it off and off and off and then you, you apply and then you're stuck. You know, your credit scores went not where you want, wanted them to be. Now you have no, you know, no time to do anything. So, you know, do it, do it months before just to be ready. Um, Hernan, you said, does PMI go down monthly costs per every 5% down provided at least until I fulfill 20% down? So, uh, PMI does get recalculated, uh, annually based on your loan balance. Um, so it doesn't really matter if it's like 5% or, or whatever it is. Um, but every year it's going to be readjusted based on your loan balance. Um, Dan, this one's from your channel as well. Uh, Ooh, let's up today, folks. Uh, take them over. Fidel, Fidali, I think this program cover, will this program cover only down payment or closing costs as well? Um, it can do both. It can do either, or if you want it to, it can cover all your closing costs, which you're not going to need 20% in closing costs. 
Um, but for most people, it's probably going to be beneficial to do maybe 18% down, 2% towards your closing costs um, if you're not getting any cre credits from the seller. Um, this is from your channel as well. Yolande said, uh, what are the real cons of using down payment assistance? Most of the down payment, syst payment systems we'll try to talk you out of. We'll say, can we get seller concessions? Can mom and dad give you some money? Because they're terrible. There, I mean, there's hundreds of them out there, hundreds. And usually it comes with inflated rates. Uh, they, they charge astronomical fees sometimes. So some of these programs, they'll give you $5,000, okay? But the rate is about a percent higher than the normal rates, okay? Plus, on top of that, they give you the five. Then they're taking about $1,800 away uh, for their fee. So you're going to be net, you're going to net like $3,200, maybe 3,000 bucks, but you're going to pay that back in your rate, you know, within the probably a first year or so. So we try to talk you out of those. Like this program we just went through the, with the Cal Heffa Dream Home, Dream Share, fantastic program. We have, we have this one. There's another one that we have. Uh, there's two other ones we have that we really, really like because they're basically free money. You know, you walk out of the closing, some come with a little bit higher rate. So here's how to do it. Get your 10,000 free money, pay the higher rate for six months. After six months, we'll, we'll, we'll contact you because we'll put you in our database to, to reach out. And there's probably going to be a refinance opportunity. If rates just stay stagnant, you know, you're going to get a 1% reduction in rate because that, that rate on the down payment assistance program is already inflated anyways. So those, there's only a handful, if that, of, of grants out there and down payment assistance programs that make sense. The rest of them are just, you're, you're just throwing your money away. And it's basically smoke and mirrors. Um, Freedom Girl, you said, what's that thing you talked about in an older video where your current payment doesn't count on your DTI ratio? Um, that's only if you have uh, 10, 10 payments or less uh, on an installment loan on your car payment. So it does not count for a lease, but let's say you only have three payments left on your car. Um, then that won't get counted in your debt to income ratio. Um, anything above that though will. Uh, Verbal Assassin said, uh, can I also get a rehab loan with this program? Uh, with a dream for all, you cannot do a rehab. Um, it has to pass conventional loan requirements without any rehab work. And then somebody ask, else asked about uh, rehab. Uh, Shanta, you said, is it harder to get an offer accepted with a two or 3K loan? Um, I've been listening to your videos on the way to school, um, but I don't think I've heard you speak about buying from a seller, only empty. So with, uh, for those of you who don't know, a two or three K is a type of FHA loan um, that allows you to uh, rehab the home. So it's usually for a home that's probably not gonna pass an FHA appraisal. Um, and so what you would do is you would have a contractor submit bids to do the work and then the lender would fund all that for you. So you buy the house and get the rehab. It's all packed into one loan uh, for you. Um, it really depends on the condition of the two or three K on like how competitive is your offer going to be. Um, if you're looking to use a two or three K to add in maybe like, let's say it's a nice house, but you want to update the kitchen and it's in a competitive market, then a two or three K is probably not going to be the most attractive loan. Um, it's going to take probably 45 days to close that loan. Um, being FHA, it already kind of has maybe a little bit of a opinion from a seller compared to like a conventional loan that's going to close a lot quicker. Um, however, if this home uh, truly needs some work and the odds are a lot of other people aren't looking at a rehab loan and they're going to have difficulty being able to actually purchase that home with a loan. 
in that case, a two or three K loan is probably really attractive um, because you're coming in and saying, I don't care what the condition of the home is. We're going to use this loan to fix it up. So it really depends on the condition of the home, uh, on how attractive that two or three, uh, two or three K offer is going to be. Hold on. I got to um, check on the cows. Yeah. How are the cows doing? They're okay. <laughs> Uh, Daniel said, uh, can I take advantage of the dream loan, a dream for all loan, if the new house won't be ready until June? Um, you'll just have to wait till June to be able to take advantage of it if the house isn't ready yet. Because um, you, know, you, you can't close on the program before the house is ready and appraisal has to be done on the home. Um, it's Nobody knows how long this program is going to last. They have $3 million set aside for it, which is going to be around 2,300 families. Um, who knows how many people are going to take uh, or try to use this program. Uh, it's possible, you know, in June, it's still available. It's possible in June, it's not still available. Um, it's really hard to say. I'm sure they'll update us as uh, we see the funding deplete over time. Um, but yeah, I wish I could give you a better answer than that. But unfortunately, I don't have one. Um, cool. Uh, and Freedom Girl's car is almost paid off, which is awesome. <laughs> Oh, Mike, Mike told her, or she told somebody to sell the car. Sell the car. Good, good Dave job. Ramsey, sell the car, sell the kids. <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. I just looked over there and Mike posted, and I'm like, I had to read it. So good job, Mike. And, and rice and beans. Um, and Michael, it's good to still uh, still see you here after, after buying. Um, so cool. So we do these every single Wednesday, same time, same place. Um, and what we also do as well, you know, we can't cover... Uh, all the ins and outs of these questions in depth on this live stream or else each question we'd spend probably 30 minutes on. So we can do this uh, with you on a consultation call. Uh, so we have a team of loan officers who work in all 50 states. We'd love to help you out with the pre-approval if you're looking for you know, the, the Dream for All program or you just want to look at any other type of loan program. Um, you can go to winthehouseyoulove.com and it has our whole team's calendar on it. So we're not going to play like phone tag and chase you down. You just click a time that works for you and it will work for us. Um, and we would love to be able to talk with you. Dan, do you have any uh, parting words? Nope. Just the, the banking thing is is not systemic. Don't fret, folks. Um, yeah, the economy is in really weird situation, but all's good. Relax. God bless. Tell the loved one you love them because you don't know if they'll be there tomorrow. So that's all I got to say. All right. Thank you all for being here. We will be here again uh, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, and we'll talk to you all soon. See ya.